Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galtz, and today we explore even more ways to consciousness cleanup and quickening our spiritual acceleration towards being fifth dimensional consciousness with spiritual accelerator and author Bonnie Saratori of The Way Back Home. So with that, Ms. Bonnie Saratori, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Oh, thank you. Fun to be here. Yes, You're thank exciting. you for thank you for accepting the invitation. I'm super excited. I I I, I read your bio and went through your work and I think healing a lot of healing um, comes from getting closure and resolving those pent up energies that we have stuck in our aura fields uh, from just different issues we have yet to fully overcome in our life and a lot of your work is really dealing with uh, those ugly issues that many people don't want to to look at an address and so they'll get the healing and I know in energy healing work and I've studied um, over 50 different energy healings in my lifetime and I'm, I'm only 43 so there's still a lot more to go and there's many <laughs> many different ways to do it uh, the yeah. Buddhists will always say there's more than a, a million different ways to do the same thing and accomplish it but there's, there's the reason for the diversity is because people are so diverse in their soul's creation of experiences. So, um, so, but one of the most important things is basically to learn, grow, expand, and the way in which you learn, grow, expand, and raise your frequency into higher dimensions of consciousness is to not repeat the same old life lessons through these dense dramas that we have yet to let go of. So you can't get to the next level if you're still holding on to old baggage. So that's why I spend so much of my energy healing episodes on consciousness cleanup. And you and your team do a wonderful job of, of doing this. So before we go into your work, please tell us, how did you discover spiritual acceleration techniques that led to your life work? Mm, yes. Well, you know, as you know, most people are in suffering. Okay, so that was my life. I had major suffering and, you know, major victim, victim consciousness and what we, you know, the normal things that we grew up with. And for me personally, <laughs> um, I mean, I was like eight years old when I was actually trying to take my, you know, check out because that's how miserable I was even at eight years old. 
I would lay on the floor and try to will my body to, to die. So it was in 1984 that I actually hit the wall with that whole thing. And I decided, okay, life is so miserable. I'm out of here. And I had gotten a reading and I got a, I agreed to go see, you know, go get some help, meaning um, get some kind of, I actually went and saw what was it called, like a psychotherapist. So we did a lot of, you know, healing kind of stuff. And that was truly the beginning where my life began to change. And what happened for me though, is I, I've been reading energy, seeing energy, lots of different um, like tarot cards and just energetic readings. And then I decided to, to start really working with people professionally. And that's what I did. But my work was really around unraveling and clearing and finding what what's the cause why are people suffering you know what is the core reason why and so the journey was really about myself and at the same time I became um, very interested and very curious and also a big healer in helping people to unravel and in that journey I began to discover so many different things. So back then, it was in 1987, when I discovered the whole thing with discarnates, entities, being in people's body and how much that affects people. And that was like a very exciting component for me. And from there, um, I just kept evolving. I kept opening and, and doing my own inner work and clearing out my emotional baggage, so to speak. And then I actually had a center, it was called the Renaissance Center for 13 years. And that's when we did a lot of the really deep core emotional unraveling. And the foundation of that was going in. And so we had these workshops almost monthly and it was about people learning how to surrender to the emotions. And from there, and I closed that down and then I went into the desert and that's when things really shifted. And that's where the whole spiritual acceleration came in because when I was in the desert for four years, pretty much alone, I, I went there with the intention of burning in, you know, in the fire of my own, whatever was still within. And it was very intense, I have to say. And I saw and discovered so much more of what's really affecting humanity, what's really affecting people and their ability to, you know, to just be free, be you know, to be liberated from their own wounding. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so from there, then I went, I moved, where did I go? I was in the desert, yeah. So then I uh, eventually ended up in Colorado, and now I'm in, in Georgia, but basically I've had, um, you know, 36 years of hands-on healing, and when I went to Colorado, that's when the new the name came in with spiritual acceleration. So I have a ten, my, my way of receiving information is not to go into anybody else's belief systems or any human being that's alive or even beings that are not here. I just kind of go direct into the light of pure consciousness. And that's where I went and asked, what should I, what is the, what do I, what is it that I do here? And that's when the label, the title came in, Spiritual Acceleration, because what I am actually doing is accelerating people, not just in their physical body, but accelerating them at a soul level, kind of like what you were saying earlier around, you know, clearing out all the, the baggage, the wounding, all the, the negativity. And for me, 
what I've discovered is, you know, we have carryover from past lives. We have interferences from different species of beings. We have interferences from the government, the military, the one percenters. We have interferences, major interferences with discarnates because that's what attaches to our wounding. Energy attracts like energy. And we are severely affected by that. I mean, I've had people that when, you know, take out even one being and they, they shift completely because oftentimes these people can take over and you feel them and you hear them and you think it's you. So for me, that the whole thing around how I became, you know, the word spiritual acceleration was basically that journey. But like I said, it really, that's when I really dropped that in and claimed it and began to really uh, make, that was the new business name was spiritual acceleration. And that's okay. pretty much how it came about. Okay. So a, a lot of really good history that kind of led you to, to where you are today. And I have uh, some questions to unpack your background. Mm-hmm. So first, um, for because there is there's a lot there's a lot of um, teenagers and young adults that that listen to this podcast in Asia, and many of of, of them um, have witnessed suffering, is suffering, are are going through um, you know poverty and other issues that they're going through, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they don't necessarily want to hurt themselves, but mm-hmm. many of them do have those thoughts of, I just want out of here. You can yeah. almost call it suicide wishes or anything yeah. else. Like just take, just, just give me a heart attack or something. Just take me out of here. Cause this is just suffering yeah. every single day. It's yeah. endless suffering. The melodramas is too much. Nobody ever resolves anything. It just mm-hmm. continues to perpetuate on and on. So for you as an eight-year-old, when you were eight, what kind of life challenges were so daunting at eight that made you think of suicide wishes? Mm. Okay, so for me personally, the initial coming into the physical form, my mother was actually trying to get rid of me. Okay, so there were things that she did and took that actually caused some physical things in my body, an- anomalies. So there was that initial, you know, the very beginning is your mother doesn't want you. Okay, so you come into the world and then uh, just just the um, being with a you know parents that were dysfunctional, not you know what I mean. Like most everyone has issues and wounding of their own. And within not too just a couple of years, then there was like um, the, the the my my dad left, and then my mother basically left, and we were raised by my grandmother. And she was, she hated me. So she would, you know, basically any opportunity to, to hurt me, she did. And her husband was molesting me and her brother was molesting me and <laughs> her son-in-law was molesting me. And that the whole thing of that kind of experience when you're really young, it's like, this started like around four years old, you know, having that kind of thing. And it was, it was like severe molestation. It wasn't just, you know, touch, touching kind of thing. It, it was, it was gnarly. It was ugly. It was, you know, it was not cool. And, and then to have, you know, like being raised by someone who doesn't like you, you waiting for your parents, you know, waiting for mom to come, waiting for dad to come, they're never going to come. You know what I mean? It's that whole abandonment, rejection, loss, that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, I was so severely, um, wounded that 
I like if you saw pictures of me, even in school, I, I was the kid that was like, you know, like all folded in, you know, like, like just, I couldn't even, you know, look at people. I was just so um, feeling so not I didn't belong. I remember the first day of kindergarten, the first day I'm still, I was four years old. I was probably too young. But anyway, I walked in and this boy says to me, what are you doing? What are you doing here? I broke down sobbing because he hit that place in my wound, that deep unconscious wounding that I'm not wanted. I don't belong here. So when he said that, I was just shattered, shattered. And, and I, I never felt comfortable. And I also had learning disabilities in school, um, severe dyslexia and audio sensory deficit means your brain sees things and it twists things around and OCD. <laughs> You know, so I just had challenges and I never felt like I belonged. And I was uh, like in school, I just, I hated school because I couldn't learn. And I, and it wasn't that I was stupid. It was just an, an experience where I was so terrified. I was terrified all the time. And I didn't have friends because I, you know what I mean? You just can't open to people and so I was very withdrawn and I would spend my, my time coming home after school. I would just go to my room. I'd go in my room and read and, and I would just start thinking about how much I didn't want to be here. And I would have thoughts like, I wish everybody would just disappear and I'd be the only one on the planet, not even another human being, you know what I mean? Just totally alone. So I'd have those thoughts. And then I just started feeling, it was just such an emotional roller coaster. It was just all these emotions and deep, deep pain and, and never feeling belonging and never feeling loved and never uh, feeling that I mattered. You know, those really deep core wounds that a lot of people have. And Yeah, those, yeah. Um, see, well, because like, you say, I, you know, you know, I do not know. Oh, you don't? I, oh. I do not know. I do not okay. know molestation. Um, oh, okay. I have no experience Ooh, in molestation. Yowie. Okay. Uh, uh, like in my in my family is no show, no touch. And we're really right. serious about boundaries. We won't put ourselves right. or our children or grandchildren or anything else in situations right. uh, for okay. that. So uh, um, we have we have very strong boundaries um, right. For, right. for a reason. But mm -hmm. I have had clients who that is a, your background and your upbringing is they have aspects of that. And mm -hmm. the, the and so um, and so I, I can understand um, how it is hard to let go and mm -hmm. forgive and make peace with with such a tough um, upbringing of suffering. Like basically no one showed you love. Mm -hmm. but, OK, so. My, my question is, so who took you to the terror reader or the psychic who kind of gave you messages of, to clear up all this frustration? And because that happened later on when you were a teenager? No, I was an adult. You were an adult. Okay, so mm -hmm. you had gone through the whole childhood, not feeling loved, mm -hmm. not being accepted, being discarded. And did you ever have any... Um, any like past life regression, hypnosis, meditation, Kundalini yoga, anything, any kind of yeah. modality that kind of gave you some background to why you um, incarnated with this lot of issues? You, know, yeah, you walked I mean, right into yeah, this slot. So I, did. Why? I walked into it. Yes. Why? Yes. So, As a soul. 
Well, as a soul, I mean, yes, to kind of answer your other question, yes, I've done yoga and meditation. I've done many, many things. Um, and in my own in my own exploration, looking to see what, 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 why, what's going on, that's when I began to understand and discover that everything is coming from past lives, you know, whatever we've mm. called in, whatever we're experiencing right here, right now. And I do know that we do create a reality 100% from our subconscious. That's also going to be all the carryover from our experiences. What I know is that when we have a, a big experience, a trauma, traumatizing experience, it's about the emotion, okay? Mm -hmm. There's an emotion that gets impacted and that, that emotion gets carried over. This is why we continue to recycle do the same old, same old all the time because we're still holding on to a frequency, an emotional frequency that we never allowed ourselves to completely release by knowing ourselves in that experience. This is, you know, the soul calls forth to know itself in all ways. This is what happens when you know, we know everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And when we have these intense experiences, if we don't release them at that time, they're going to come forward. And there is that frequency too of reaping and sowing the karmic, you know, what we've done and the, the back and forth, the wheel and all of the, the karmic stuff that we do. And at the same time, we still have the ability now to shift and, and change and shatter and clear up all of this debris that we're carrying forth from, okay. all, from all our past lives. So all, all the people in your family, it's mostly your family that it, your, 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 your soul group that mm -hmm. have, um, that have caused you a lot of immense emotional and psychological suffering. Um, were they from, they were from different past lives. And so you've had issues with them in past oh, yeah. lives. And then they just, the angst have carried over into yes, this yes. one. Okay. Yes. And what I also discovered, Vaughn, was like with my grandmother at one point, um, I did, I did, because um, she passed. And then what I did was when I was really going through some of this deep stuff of healing my, what she had done, I saw that in order for a soul to hold that kind of intensity, there has to be extreme love. Okay. So the, the, there was profound love that this being was holding not here on the earth plane, but in the, in the astral field, you know, on the astral planes, when I connected with the soul of that being, it was just pure love. And that was another thing that helped me to understand that, you know, we forget when we come into the body, but when we are in, in the uh, awareness, no longer in the physical form, we, you know, like you said, we have all our soul family and we do these, do things, play things out repeatedly or in different, different, uh, ways of, of connection, maybe mom, son, or maybe, you know, husband, wife, or whatever, but we're playing out with the main, main soul group. And there is love. I mean, we're not hating each other on these mm -hmm. levels. We have, we have pure love for one another. And the desire is for everyone to be waking up rather than getting more wounded and more shattered and more broken, which has been what's been happening for all of us. And when you know if we're held in love and then we come in here and we forget and then all the traumas and the the hurts and and the you know whatever has been happening to an individual again when we see the truth of what's really going on here we're, what's really happening is the soul at the soul level we've made an agreement and at the soul level 
you know, she's trying unconsciously, but she's trying to get me to face these deeper places within my own self of already feeling unloved, already feeling like I don't matter, already feeling, you know, trashed and, and um, unlovable, you know, those core kinds of wounds. So again, we're just recreating scenarios, situations, what I call the soul dance of different peoples to activate our wounds. And when they get yeah. activated, then we got the opportunity, you know, to come on right. in and find it. See, you know, the, that, that, that um that understanding is a very advanced understanding and it's very controversial for a lot of people who don't understand the pre-plan the life pre-planning um oh, in the spirit mm -hmm. world and the challenges that the spirit world and the soul sets up for the person for the expansion for the growth and um and it's it's very controversial a lot of people don't really like it but it but in buddhism this is a buddhism podcast so i have to always added into which i love um but anyways in buddhism we always have these conversations why would you plan such difficult lives why would you plan so much suffering why why, why try to do you know a four-year degree in two you know that kind of we have those kind of conversations all the time and it's like what is the intent of the soul what was the what was the purpose of the soul to to go do this because um because there's 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 one one camp who's like, okay, they are coming in, um, taking this experience, and and Earth is a lot of people say it's a master class. It is definitely a PhD program and beyond, um, but because of because of the amnesia, but and and the low density, but on, on one side, for many Buddhists and Hindus who are understanding the wheel of dharma and the aspects that come into the wheel of dharma and how we pre-plan the cycles that we're going to go into in each and every incarnation we decide to reincarnate into and there are plenty that never get bodies and never get reincarnated so but for the ones who want to have the experience it's an accelerated experience of learning and um there's always that argument of do one little lesson at a time and then get good because you have infinity to 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 learn and grow and expand or do a huge combination of very very tough lessons in a very small amount of time which either will break you or make you depending <laughs> on your soul and a lot of people get broken and they get stuck on the wheel of dharma and they come back lifetime after lifetime trying to set up this the similar and every single time they do it gets worse and worse and worse and harder and harder because the lessons like anybody who's ever taken a repeat of a class is not the same exact test it's not the same exact question right. so yeah. like i thought i prepared and i still failed it so it, it gets harder and harder every single time and um and so that's the that's the constant like like we know we pre-plan much of the 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 hard lessons and then there's always you know you can always renege you can always you know change your pathway et cetera et cetera you can skip you can jump you can run you can do all that kind of stuff but um and the the most controversial part of the pre-life planning in this in the reincarnation as aspect of getting back in the wheel of dharma and doing another excursion in life um to learn and expand and grow and by doing so you help other people as well um because they learn from you as an example but the thing is is that when 
you do this, it, so few people excel. So few people will want to agree to be your perpetrator, agree to be your abuser, agree to be, because when everybody is in the spirit world, they, they're all connected and they know and see, and there's that immense love that you're talking about, that immense infinite love, because you're connected to everything. You see the point in everything, but, um, but people don't agree and understand that souls in the spirit world ask for some of these really tough lessons. And then when they pass on, the person who is doing the abuse has a huge amount of healing on the other side to get over what they agreed to do to you so that you can expand and grow and teach this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is extremely advanced, hard stuff for most people to understand. They, they, they can't understand why would a soul agree to molest or rape their niece? Mm-hmm. Why would a soul agree to uh, murder in the most gruesome way, XXX? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and that's always the that's always the argument in Buddhism when it comes around to pre-planning and reincarnation. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this souls will spend eons pre-planning. And then after they come back here, we'll spend a whole lot of time discussing, oh, I didn't want to go the way that you plan. <laughs> you know? So how do we how do we help you get you back on track? So that you can expand and move on. So, mm-hmm. um, so you, you are the outlier in a very small minority that has, instead of folding, you you expanded and you grew. So this, so when you met that psychic, what was the psychic and the tarot readers' message to you that just turned this all, all around and kind of got you through that healing, got you through that closure, and raised your frequency? What yeah. did they say well, to you? Well, actually, it was um, it was a female, and I, I knew her, and she was a she was a psychic um, read. You know, she did a lot of psychic reading. She taught psychic classes, and when I went and saw her, um, I let I told her I just let her know I, I'm I can't do this anymore. And she basically in the reading she said there was some energy blocking above my head, and when she she did move that, and when she did, I could feel um, like an opening. And so she also suggested that I meet up. She had, she knew someone, so she gave me a name, and and I agreed to go go see this other woman um, before I chose to just you know to check out. I said I, I agree to go one time. If I you know if it helps, I'll stay, and if it doesn't, I I can't do this. So obviously it helped. I'm still here, um, but that it wasn't like a big old reading. It was nothing to do with all my past life or anything. It was just. You know, you've got some blockages happening up above you and she moved it and I felt different. And the fact that I trusted her mm-hmm. and she just encouraged me to, you know, to go see someone, you know, to, you know, to get help. Like, yeah, to get help, see what I could do to unravel, unravel all this unravel. wounding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot to unpack. So. <laughs> <laughs> so and but there, you know, and there is more but yeah that's yeah i'm fun. i'm sure there is more i'm sure your soul is very creative in finding ways to 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 <laughs> really destroy your spirit but you pulled yourself yeah. from that and you emerge as the spiritual accelerator so mm. the wounded healer is one of the best 
healers <laughs> and the best teachers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, completely. And, and it is a hard and courageous journey to have. So, um, you know, a master teacher has usually comes from this kind of background. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very difficult background. And it's extremely difficult for the people who hurt you on the spirit world because they're going to relive all their suffering that they did to you as you themselves and they have a huge um, program of healing for themselves and they probably won't forget themselves either so then they go Mm -hmm. back into the cycle of the wheel of dharma of trying to make amends in another lifetime trying to make amends to all the suffering that they cause Right. So um, it, it is a tricky wheel of Dharma for sure. Well, let's um, the, the, now you also said there's, you know, when you start getting into this work, you found that people had different um, disincarnate entities or mm-hmm. species of beings and just kind of different um, energies in their body. Uh, so my question with that is, are, are people not taking any responsibility for the things that they do? Is it all just these different incarnates? I mean, what percentage of self-responsibility and what percentage, if any, are because of their being influenced by these different incarnates that are kind of, you know, come in and persuade them to do things that they don't like? I, it, you know, it's all individual, Vaughn. Everyone is different. Like, for example, uh, teaching a class, I had a student and I was doing a demo on her. There was a discarnate in her that I could see that had anchored in like full body, okay? Mm-hmm. And then she had gotten married, she had children that were almost grown. And what happened was, is I pulled, when I, when I got this discarnate out, this, this discarnate was the one who married the husband and who raised the children. When they, that being was gone, she didn't know who she was. Her, her relationship with her children, she didn't know how to be because this other being had taken over so fully and lived through this body, through this other woman's body. So that mm-hmm. was very, very traumatizing for her to, to, to finally be here and looking at your own kids and having a weird sense of like, you'd hardly even know them, okay? Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. You, then you have other people that they're- Are these uh, discarnate beings good in nature, benevolent? Well, Are they all negative? Well, well, they're like, think of it this way. They're human beings that die that for whatever reason, don't go mm-hmm. into the light. Okay. They'll stay mm-hmm. here for, don't want to go, didn't want to die, or they don't want to leave people, or that sometimes they don't know that they have died. All kinds of reasons. A lot of times there's people who have guilt, shame, afraid they're going to be punished, mm-hmm. you know, any, anything, but they're all human being. They're human, just like us. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they come in, there, there's a frequency that vi- we have, you know, we're vitam- vibrating at a frequency. Our wounding has a frequency. Mm-hmm. This carnets, it's easier for them to come into a frequency that matches their own. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you, if you've had uh, abuse, you know, like, let's just use molestation because we already named it, then you're going to have more discarnates in you that were also abused and you're going to have like all attracts like, right. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is, is that we already have our own stuff, all right? We already got our own pain and our beliefs and our suffering. You bring in, you know, 10, 20 more people with the same and it's gonna be even worse. It's gonna Mm -hmm. be more intense 
and you can't get away from it. So you're not only you're living your own pain, you're living everybody else's. Because when someone comes into the physical form, like a discarnate comes in, depending on what they're doing, some of them just want to go hide. Some of them want to be alive. They want to take over the body. Sometimes they're just influencing. A lot of times people hear chattering mind talk voices. Mm. And, uh, and then, and it's not them. It's the, it's the discarnates. Mm -hmm. And when we, when we take them out, all of a sudden, oh, mind is quiet. Oh, that reaction isn't there anymore. Oh, that feeling and thought isn't there anymore. So whenever mm -hmm. their addictions, their, their beliefs, everything, it'd be just like this. If I passed and came into your body, everything I'm holding, I would bring with me into you. And then you would be affected by me with whatever I hold, whatever I've got running, whatever my beliefs are, whatever my thoughts are, you know, my wounding, all of it. Right, right. Yes. So my question, quick question with that, with this discarnate, is, is it on a soul level, level that they agree to let a discarnate in? Or, I mean, is it, how does that work? Yeah, yeah it's all on a soul level. On, so they have to we, let it in? They have to like agree yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah. But think about this, Fawn. What's happening is how many people know about this? How many people are aware that discarnates are coming into your body, okay? I can tell you straight up, every human being's got them, everyone. So what's been happening in our past lives, there was a time when we allowed, it was part of what we did, wait, there's a different time, different experiences mm -hmm. on the planet. So we've never woken up to, oh, wait a second, we had an agreement, we allowed discarnates in, oh, we need to stop that agreement. We need to cancel that agreement. We never did that. So. There is an unconscious agreement. And think about this. How many people are saying, I like you were saying earlier, I don't want to be here. Give me a heart attack. You know, be, Scotty, beam me up. You know, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask for this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we, so when we do that, we got the green light. I don't want this body. Come on in. Right. Okay? right. And, then, and, and then traumas and shock. People get, you know, have a trauma. They get accidents get knocked out of the body and then they're not in the body well guess what's going to happen think they're going to have all kinds of things come on in so you know it's like there is an agreement so for me what what i've discovered is stop agreeing you know make consciously start claiming sovereignty over your own body your own mm -hmm. life consciously mm -hmm. claiming it this is my body and at least what will happen is you won't let more in then you got to get the other ones that are in you got to get them out okay and right you will be closing the door. You know what I mean? You will be like closing that door where you're no longer willing to allow anyone or anything to come in. So yeah, right. it's an agreement. It's an unconscious agreement. It's okay. And also, yeah. So um, if it, whether people unconsciously are aware or consciously aware that they are basically sending signals to the to the universe, yeah, come on in because I'm not really, I'm not really fully engaged in my life or yeah. in my body. Yeah. <clears throat> um do how what can people do to just kind of clean their energy field clean their body whether they know or don't know they have anything you know attached to them what can they uh -huh. do to clean themselves what are some simple tricks that you can give people yeah 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 okay so one of the good things that you can do especially when you've got darker vibrational frequencies because they don't like the light so here, you know, truthfully, we all have the light within. We all have that frequency of love and light in the very core of our, our being. So we can either, if people can't feel that, then I would encourage them to either just go direct into the light, bring it in, or if they can, 
go inside, find that light, because we can find it, everyone can find it, even if it's a little tiny pinhole, but go into that light and be in there, rest in there for a moment, and then start expanding that light with the intention that you are claiming the body and that you are no longer allowing discarnates to be in your body. And especially the more negative energies, when you expand and you bring that light, shining it on your own emotional wounding, so to speak, meaning bring, your, bring that light down into those lower chakras, bring it into your subconscious, spin the energy with that light with the intention of having beings leave. You also mm -hmm. can bring the light down, you know, bring in the light. And then there are these beings, I call them the emissaries of light. They will come and help escort these beings out. I call them the loved ones. That means the mm -hmm. people that are, you know, the relatives, loved ones, all that. And mm -hmm. oftentimes they'll come and help lift them up and out. And, um, you know, you can have, you don't know, but you can have the, um, the light come in, uh, the emissaries present and, Sometimes you can even talk to them because mm -hmm. they hear you, you know, talking to them like they're like, like a real normal person. Let them know this is not your body. You need to go home now. Have yeah. them look into the light because see what happens when you get a discarnate to look into the light is they begin to remember. They mm -hmm. remember that's home. Those are that's the simple things that you can do for yourself to help rid the body of discarnates. Again, claiming sovereignty is really vital. When you do start claiming sovereignty, you can feel like, okay, I feel like oh, yeah, I'm claiming sovereignty. Oh, I can only claim it to here. You keep on doing that until finally you can feel, I am really claiming it 100%. You can sense right. it and feel it. You'll know that you are. So those are simple things, easy things that one can do for themselves. And again, sometimes we, you know, you, some of those mind chatters that people hear, you can start talking to them and let them know, you know, you need to go home now. Mm -hmm. So that's another mm -hmm. another way to those simple things that you can do. Right, right. I had to, I had I had a a client once who who had a lot of a lot of chatter in his head, and I said, "Hunt, have you just tried just cussing them out? Just cuss. They can't stand it if you just angry. They don't understand anger and rude language. It scares them back. And he just started cussing them out, and they actually left. He's like, "Oh my god, that actually worked." And I'm like, well, there, that's free medication right there. <laughs> yeah, some there of them, go. some of them, you have to be as nasty back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, <laughs> yeah. Any, but, but, but I told, I totally hear you. Uh, let me, let me add to that a couple other strategies because everybody uses different strategies. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, um, another strategy is to put the intention out before you go to bed and then have them visit you in your dreams. Okay, it's not it's not intrusive in your wakeful state. You you're still able to function uh -huh. and think in your own mind when you're working or doing things, you know. Um, and so if they come and visit you, if you invite them to visit you in your dreams, if you are a lucid dreamer and you are active in your dreams, you invite them to your dreams and you see them, and sometimes they will show you their issues, and then you just tell them in your dream. Whatever your problems are, it's done. You've had your time. Your life is done. And there is absolutely nothing in this plane for you. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So you see that light right there? That's your home. And all uh, that you've ever wanted, ever desire is right through that light. So go mm -hmm. home. Because that's the only place that wants you more. Mm -hmm. No matter how mm -hmm. bad you think um, you are or how 
much you don't deserve anything as as a soul your life is over go home and that's mm-hmm. pretty much and they're like okay home go home <laughs> so anyways and i and and i've done that in many different places mm-hmm. um and but that's a really simple one that that anybody could do little kids can do this too if right. you have come yeah. across children and they don't understand this stuff what you can always tell children is ask them in your dream to come visit your dream and just tell them it's been fun playing but mm-hmm. you're not a real kid and um and your time is over and it's time to go even if they had sometimes if they don't have a good mommy daddy they don't want to go to the other side but that light is where all of the dogs and the cats and all you just just paint the picture of how wonderful it is in that light and they will go there too because oftentimes mm-hmm. little kids get visited with in these entities by other yes. children looking entities or things mm-hmm. that are attracted to their age um their age mm-hmm. so you could it's the same exact t- technique um and so every single child who has night terrors or can't mm-hmm. go to sleep or have you know um a little buddy um that's that's causing nuisance teach them this basic technique of, of mm-hmm. walking them into the light on the dream and and yeah. just send them love and say it was fun mm-hmm. see ya mm-hmm. so that's another really easy simple way to do it is just kind of like dream walking them into the light um no, no matter and then if they get really really scary because some people don't want the really scary ones so mm-hmm. you just invite them in your dream and say because in your dream it's your consciousness is your reality it's your world so sometimes they're so scared of the light that they'll get really really ugly and really scary so like the worst mm-hmm. episode of stranger things or anything you could possibly think of <laughs> the, the most disgusting horrible image to try to scare you so much that you don't do anything you just tell the person i know you're scared and you're giving me the, the most scary image to try to scare me but you don't belong here go home go home mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, that scary image disappears and it's just like another mm-hmm. kid or another person just going, nah. okay. Right. And if they really don't want to go to the light, they'll leave you alone because you're not <laughs> the one. So that's right. a really simple, simple, not, not too complicated, but really simple that everybody in all ages can do. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you can use that too to talk to your spirit guides and to get guidance from the other side mm-hmm. um, and, and invite them to visit you in your dreams um, and help you with whatever you're working on, whether it's school or work or um, try to find love, whatever. So mm-hmm. same techniques, different intentions. So let's mm-hmm. talk about a positive intention about the new earth. Uh-huh. So, uh, yes. So, okay. So the everybody's doing this clearing they're doing the healing work they're raising the energy um what is the new earth because you you know this is kind of one of the the things in your work can you explain that Uh to people yeah i mean it's all part of the new paradigm so there there is a frequency of the new paradigm and the earth itself is is starting is vibrating at a different uh, megahertz frequency it's all working together so the the frequency of the new paradigm what it's also doing, and I think people can really relate to this and understand, is the shining of light, more, more awareness, more brightness. It's going to expose the darkness. This is partly why the whole world is in major crisis and everything 
of negativity and fears and, and horrors are coming to the surface, okay? So the earth itself is, is shifting and changing. The, new, the frequency that's affecting our entire universe is also shifting and changing. The whole vibration is, is raising, rising up. And your unconscious wounding is gonna come up. It's gonna come into your awareness. Mm -hmm. And if we understand that this is actually a gift rather than an opportunity, rather than, oh, I'm suffering and why is this happening? I'm being punished, whatever we go to. If we recognize, all oh, right, I have an opportunity to clean this up. So I don't have to be coming back here and doing this again. Okay, so yep. it's an opportunity. We mm -hmm. can be done with it. So when with the frequency, everything is working together, the earth itself, the new frequency of the new paradigm, and all of humanity is in chaos. Like when you watch the frequency, everything, you know, the world is in chaos. It's the humans that are in chaos, the earth also, but everything is like, it's, it's like everything's like a shaking vibrational frequency, but it's moving into a new dimension. It's moving into a new, mm -hmm. uh, new world. And we are all affected by it. There's nowhere to go. You can't run away. You can't get away from it. Doesn't matter where you live on the planet. Mm -hmm. You're affected, and your your unconscious wounding is going to come up. Mm -hmm. And we're finding it and hating people and the prejudices and all the things we're seeing is it's all it's all that subconscious stuff. It's also you know a lot of the collective consciousness that we've had for all these thousands upon thousands of years of negativity and darkness and ego. All of that is also getting shattered. You know, people mm -hmm. are losing ego. They're losing the feelings of yeah, like, I want to control this or, or possessions and attachments and, and all of those things that, that aren't really the truth, that that's all that egoic energy, egoic consciousness, what we we're coming back to the truth of, you know, that pure love and light in our core, that beautiful energy frequency that everyone is. And in order to do that, you got to get this other darkness out. You got to get that black stuff out, all that unconscious wounding, you know, the, the pain, the suffering, the anguish, the hatred, the, all of it. It's got to come up. So it's like being purged and, and, and everything on the, on the astral planes and is all working together to mm -hmm. help that occur now. Now. Yeah. 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 I love that. And so what kind of society um, does a... What kind of society is created when people change from a third dimensional consciousness to a fifth dimensional consciousness? Like, like what can mm -hmm. things, what, what can people, you know, look and see that's different? Like, oh, this is a higher energy type yes. of, X, 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 this is a higher energy type of education system. This is high, you know, uh, what are the characteristics that people can look forward to, to see the, the gradual changes to a higher frequency society mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. of new earth. Right. Well, I think one of the most important pieces is that we can't pass into the new paradigm. Like when we leave these bodies, um, we won't be able to enter into the frequency of the lighter energy if we're going to hold on to negativity, causing harm, hurting others. So if we think about or be aware of, what if your heart is open? What if you're in a state of, of caring for humanity? I, may, I had an experience just the other day where I could feel this love for all, all beings, the evilest and the darkest and the nastiest and meanest and cruelest to the lightest of light. There was mm -hmm. no difference in that frequency of holding the frequency of love. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we are holding that, when we've cleaned out and released our negativity, our hatred, our judgments, our all that, the dark stuff, we live in a different state of mind, a different state of consciousness. So as we come back, when we just, you know, coming back in, as we move more into the new paradigm, everything will be, is going to be different. There's, there's more compassion. Like you were saying, education will be different. Working offices, people, businesses, food, there, it won't be about, oh, not enough. You know, I got to take for me and me, me, me. Mm-hmm. It's more of that expanded awareness consciousness where it's inclusive, where it becomes about everyone, not just me. So we, that's what we're seeing now is the me. And as we move into that, which is, is going to happen, there's no way around it. It is happening. Okay. And the, the, uh, how we react to each other, how we treat each other, how we see each other. So we're not going to have these feelings of, oh, you're a different color of skin than I am. Therefore, I hate you. That is not going to exist. Those kinds of things will not exist. You can't okay. enter holding that darkness. Okay, yeah. well, let me um, let, let me add another dimension to human prejudices for behavior. So mm-hmm. we, we we've moved beyond um, racial. You're that you know you're this color and you're male and female. What about mm-hmm. you're not vaccinated and you're vaccinated? That's the new dimension of prejudice. <laughs> That's right. It is, isn't it? It's still coming from ego. It's still coming from mm. belief systems. None of it, if it does, you know, it's all about what are you believing? What do you, what are mm. your fears? And the belief systems of being vaxxed or not vaxxed is all going to come from your own subconscious. It's going to come from a fear place. And, you know, we have these beings that are wanting people to be in fear and they want to create that separation. Well, they're doing a great job because humanity is falling right into that pit and they're hating each other. And again, you know, we're talking in the future, Vaughn, when, when we're no longer holding these misperceptions of reality, these Mm. beliefs and conclusions and see ourselves as separate or, or different from others. And right now, yes, this is part of the blackness that's, that has to be shown. It ha- it's coming to the surface. People are, are saying, okay, I hate people who are vaxxed, or, you know, whatever. Don't be vaxxed, non-vaxxers, the war, the battle, the splitting of humanity in two mm-hmm. different camps. But that's Or also, also another dimension is political, too. That's oh, another well, one, yeah. too. Especially yeah, yeah, in the United yeah. States. Like, <laughs> yeah. Some people can't handle even, like, talking to somebody else who is of a different political yes, uh, yes. agenda, which is, uh, yes. I find fascinating. I find yeah, fascinating yeah. when, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it, I'm, I just witnessed this just the other day. At Did you really? Hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, tell yes. me about it. Cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one that, that I had about uh, two weeks ago about the vaccinated versus unvaccinated. It'll blow your mind. It's, it, it's interesting <laughs> to kind of watch the fear one, but you tell me oh. yours. Because these are well, new, this, these are new dimensions. The black and white one, people are kind of like, oh yeah, I get that. The the yeah. male female, yeah, they're like, yeah, I get that. But yeah, these when you add another dimension of, oh, did you? Because this is what this is what source does. This is what universe does. They test you. Yeah. You yeah. really are inclusive and a loving of all and see all uh-huh. as energy. Let me yeah. throw another dimension of prejudice and see how you favor on that. Right. right. And see if that's that energy is still there. Yeah. And um, and so it's a really big challenge. But you tell me yours that you witnessed the other day. 
Yeah, I was at a friend's house and the neighbor, they had new neighbors moving in. Okay, so the new neighbors in came and um, so both of them have different be beliefs around, like this is the political thing, but it's also the vaccination okay. thing, okay? Okay. So we have, we have a, a Trumpster and we have a um, Biden, a, you know, those two camps, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And one's vaccinated, one is obviously Trump's or not, the other one is. So, uh, <laughs> so, oh yeah, and, and it was the whole prejudice thing too. So she's talking to the neighbor and the neighbor's just kind of asking about, uh, or no, the neighbor's speaking and, and just saying things about the vaccination. And mm -hmm. so, so Mer my friend had, she did get the vaccination. And so she basically was saying, well, I've not felt any effects of it. And the other one was kind of shocked. And, and then um, you could tell that she was uncomfortable because she didn't like the fact that she, oh, she was like, she was saying things like, um, you know, before my friend said the words that she said that she'd been vaccinated, she was saying things like, you know, you can't be around people who have been vaccinated and uh, because you're going to pick something, I can't remember what it was, pick something up. Shedding. And, yeah. Just shedding. That. That's the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, you know, she couldn't hardly, she couldn't believe why, what, why people would be getting vaccinated. And then she was talking about how the all the different things with the vaccination, you know what I mean? Like all the, the poisons and the toxins and all the different different things. And so then when, when my friend said, well, I've been vaccinated, the woman's mouth kind of like dropped, you know what I mean? Like she was shocked. And then you, she literally was like backing away, like for real, you know what I mean? Like, like pulling away. And she, you know, she was very uncomfortable. And so the, my friend continued, she goes, well, and we have a black guy right across the street and he's such a nice guy and he does all these in her and she's her eyes are getting bigger so she she definitely has prejudice and she definitely has beliefs around vax or not vax and mm -hmm. she was definitely traumatized when you know when someone said well i've been vaccinated and she's in that she's in the energy field and mm -hmm. so you know so there it was just kind of an uncomfortable situation yeah and yeah yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just to well, this is the funny thing because I have the complete same story, but complete opposite. And the universe <laughs> never does any accidents. It was, it was, it's supposed to be this way. So two weeks ago, my mother and my brother, um, <laughs> my mother and my brother, half my family are, are, are vax, half are not. And we've been hanging out the whole time. No problem. Um, but anyways, my mother and my brother got boosted a couple weeks ago and then they got Rona. Um, mm. all right. So they, uh, they, my mother got a light case. My brother got a heavy case. He was throwing up like black goo. Whoa. It was like, he's handicapped too. So he, um, but, but I, we've been taking care of him his whole, his whole life. We've seen lots of different things come out of his body and stuff. We, mm -hmm. So I, but this is the first time we've ever saw this really, where, um, they call, they call it gi blood gastrointestinal blood oh yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. Yes. and it's kind of uh -huh. like this dark black um yeah, ground ground coffee grind kind of um thing yeah. but yeah. it but this was more than black coffee green this was like it was almost like black slime uh. that he was th that he was throwing up but anyways uh so 
he so we everybody was supposed to get together for a picnic and it got canceled because um they 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 got rona um and he was throwing this stuff up so they did the whole quarantine thing where you know trying to quarantine all that but my mother ended up calling and said um your brother is really ill i'm still getting over it we need help we need people to come here and help us, help take care of him, help me take care of myself, get food, get groceries, help, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one in the Vax would come to the house. No one. They were left alone. Doesn't matter if your brother was throwing up black goo, your mother's crawling on the ground. No one would come. The only one who came to take care of them was myself and my kids the unvaxxed okay that's how scared and paranoid people have become they will let their own family wow perish instead of come to help Mm -hmm. all right that is a new level of fear and paranoia Mm -hmm. and prejudice okay and they recovered they recovered um and of course, when my mother recovers, now she's just cussing everybody out. So <laughs> she's back to her old job again. So everybody who yeah. basically left her dry and hanging got cussed out. Um, yeah. And I and and you know, but we were fine. Mm-hmm. We we went over. We took care. We were fine. We never got sick. We never got sick. It's been over two weeks now. We never got sick. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, same story, completely opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. energy. It's such a trip, isn't it? I mean, Same I don't want energy. I don't, yeah. I mean, for me personally, I don't get involved in anybody's decisions or choices. I just have to choose for myself. And I, you know, my family, most everyone did not get backs. And I had a, you know, I had a couple that did. So nothing to do. You know, people make their own choices. Yeah. And, yeah. The Buddhist, the Buddhist would say is part of pre-life plan. Um, and even some people have even been like exposed to so much information, um, unbiased information and, and have a full spectrum of information and still decide to do whatever they decide to do. And so at that point that, you know, for, for, for me and for the Buddhist that knows about pre-life planet reincarnation, that's a whole new level that of attraction where we're thinking it must be part of the pre-life plan. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you're like, if you have a, a friend and you you tell them you really shouldn't date that person. I seen them cheat on their their exes twice, and they still go. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's definitely part of their pre life plan. It must be some kind of karmic thing that they're working working through. That that's an aspect of of mm-hmm. their storyline. So and that's yeah. and that's fine. You send them the best, and just, you know you hope that they they overcome it. But um, but when people are working on conscious consciousness cleanup, and they're and they're working on these life issues and cleaning up and doing the work with you and your team um the universe it or source is going to bring up a challenge to test you mm-hmm. and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the same test it's the same exact <laughs> test just in a different way yeah so um so what do you want to what do you want to want to tell people that because you know typically people will say okay you know i um I am over this issue of constantly attracting this negative guy relationship in my life who represents a lot of the the issues that, you know, somebody had with their mom or dad, whatever issue, parent issue Mm -hmm. they have, and then they Mm -hmm. move on and they think they 
they figure it out and they track them again. And they're like, right. well, that didn't work. So right. Right. they failed the test again. So what tips do you have for people who are going through and they have healed something and then a, a new challenge comes to test them on, did they pass right. that last exam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, well, a, in a whole different dimension. So yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes they, because you, you do learn some of your lesson and there's just deeper unraveling that I, that's trying to occur. And for me, and, and what I've discovered is when we have these experiences in our past incarnations, and even in this lifetime, we're, you know, at a soul level, we're here to know ourselves fully in those experiences. It's the lesson. We're learning lessons. We're expanding in mm -hmm. consciousness. The thing is, though, is how we can't really learn a lesson if we're not experiencing it. What I mean by that mm. is when someone is having, you know, like some wounding, something happens, you get triggered, you get activated, you're in that feeling state, like, oh, here it is again. Here's the relationship. And that, you know, she called in someone that, you know, a negative kind of experience. Okay, so rather than looking at that being, you know, making it about him, we, we need to turn and look at our own selves and make, you know, it's all about me. There's something in me that's drawing this to me. And I want to unravel that. I want to know what that is. For me, what I've discovered in dealing with all the emotional frequencies, emotional body, is that by allowing oneself to, when you have, when you're in that emotional state, and you're, you, you've got these big emotions, maybe you feel your heart is breaking, maybe you're feeling abandoned or rejected. And the soul level wants to know itself fully in that because that's what it's called in to discover, to learn that lesson. And the surrender to the emotion is how mm. we unravel it, Vaughn. I've been tracking this for 36 years. I've always seen how it unravels, what unravels. And if they're not an authentic feeling, it doesn't unravel, but if they earn that complete surrender, we are no longer telling the story. You're mm -hmm. no longer having mind thoughts. You are the emotion and nothing but that so that you're fully in the experience of that, that emotional frequency that's within. The energy literally will move up and out of the body. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that's gone. And then you're no longer attracted to that kind of yeah. person. Because you've shifted and changed that deep unconscious wounding that keeps drawing it back back and back right right you know for people who are sensitive enough and uh, to the they like everybody has their own resonance they have their own mm -hmm. energy field their own frequency and you know your energy okay mm -hmm. like if, like if you go around a narcissistic family member or a narcissistic friend and you're around them and then once you leave energy the the emotion you feel about just life is different so you know mm -hmm. that you have absorbed a little bit of or have been influenced a little bit by their energy and so you same thing like if you're around a a grandparent that you love is very comforting um and you have a great relationship it feels like for for those people it just feels like a warm blanket and that's just the the the, the, the loving feeling that they get when they're around that person and there are people mm -hmm like that who who do that that's just the energy they radiate and so they know how that feels so everybody has a different energy feeling and, and those energies have different frequencies some amplify you and mm -hmm. um and some deplete you and just suck the life out of you so suck your juice um so you know you know everybody has different energy and so when yeah. when you're around nobody and you're by yourself mm -hmm. that's your energy 
And if you want to change that energy, if you don't like the feeling in your own body of your own energy, the consciousness cleanup work, the he inner healing work, that kind of stuff is what is going to lighten your load and free mm -hmm. you of those dense energies that's holding down your frequency. Because when you're of, of higher and higher frequency, it's just more light that mm -hmm. comes into your energy field because that's what yeah. you are. You just energy, you're just a bunch of chakras. This, this, it just amplifies anchors in more energy, more light. And mm -hmm. you, and as a result of doing that, you not only affect everybody else around because you know you're just that loving energy, but also you affect the reality that you're in. So mm -hmm. anybody and anything that has um, when consciousness rises and earth is i want to mention this too because um in indigenous cultures in buddhism 20, 2012 was 2555 buddhist era and that was a changeover of a, mm -hmm. a, a earth cycle it's about twenty five thousand, some almost to twenty six thousand years cycle and earth changes to you know mm -hmm. to whatever her next iteration is this iteration is a changing into a new dimension mm -hmm. into a new energy frequency of earth so mm -hmm. so she is going up Everybody else is going up. And when energy goes up and you affect everybody else, they have to either go up <laughs> or their their the dirty deeds, the dense issues, their this and that issue, all of that stuff comes up too. Because mm -hmm. that's low energy, it can't stay. It will come up too. And so it's kind of looking like it's a mess, but it's yeah. nearly not a mess. It's just called dirty doing your dirty laundry. Yeah. Because you can't yeah. bring it with you. You can't bring right. it with you into these higher dimensions and sorry everybody in buddhism earth is a bigger soul than you are okay <laughs> she is a bigger consciousness than you are and she is going into a higher frequency which means when yes. you go into a higher frequency you go into a new dimension so i said this yes. in the previous episode this um but it's it's like it's like a um a airplane propeller the wings okay mm -hmm. when it's a lower frequency you can see it moving but when it goes up into higher frequency the higher speed you can't see it moving all of a sudden it disappears yeah okay yeah um you you know it exists because you can see the the the, the canister around it but mm -hmm. the propellers the the fans it's completely disappeared because it's in a different frequency that's right. how matter is the higher the frequency the more you can't see it in those lower dimensions. So you have mm -hmm. to raise up with it. And this consciousness cleanup um, is one of the basic ways that you could do to just keep up with those rising of energies. You can't make it slow down. <laughs> you either have to catch no. up or yeah. you're going to exit out, which yeah. goes into another thing. So here's, I, I was leading into this next question for you. Oh, talk about reality. When your clients do the healing work with you and your team on whatever issue that's holding them down, um, have you reported any clients come back to you and say, um, I've done this healing work, I've passed different tests, I'm really proud of myself. However, aspects in my life have completely changed. Like, um, that, have, they, have they reported to you changes in maybe their office or things not looking like they belong there or... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Absolutely. can you give us Everything can you give changes. us some examples? Oh, okay, let me just think of different yeah, people. Because um, okay. I want yeah, people well, to to know that to expect this. Like this can happen and it's totally okay. You're not going okay. crazy. Okay, a real common thing is when something gets cleared out 
inside, people will come and start emptying their closets or changing, you know what I mean? Like letting go of things that they were holding on to. Uh, they, things that clothing or anything, it's just like clutter. Mm. All of a sudden they need to just start cleaning and things get organized and things get lighter. Mm. And that's, that's a very, very common experience for people. Mm. Another component is you start losing friends because, you know, you're living in a different awareness. You're, you're no longer at that, you know, that place where your negativity and finding fault and you, you work to, you know, you talk about other negative about other people and things you, you know you no longer meet at that level so you, you know you're kind of beyond so it's kind of it's kind of like you're beyond that you're beyond the energy yeah, it kind of yeah. bores you um, so I, that yeah. is a big common one where you you're, you you start letting go of friends you know the big party ones or whatever it's just not it doesn't serve serve you anymore it isn't where mm -hmm. you live anymore in your awareness and I mean, in everything can change. I mean, what you thought you loved doing or, or even um, like the work that you're working for somebody else. And then I've had people find, like decide that's it. I don't want to, why would I do this anymore? And then they'll shift and go to something else that brings them joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. So rather than letting themselves continue to be in suffering or, or hating what they're doing, they change because now they can, now they're able to make a different choice you know, go to in a right. different direction, do something on their own. The, oh, even relationships. Oh my word. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a hard one, girl, because <laughs> you're going to break some hearts here because this is, this is, this, this is a big one too. When people do the uh, consciousness cleanup, yeah. um, they not yeah. only, uh, not only clean up the clutter in their, in their essence, but they, <laughs> just like you say, they, they kind of clean up at uh, declutter their life a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do they stay married to somebody? <laughs> Most of them don't. I mean, occasionally hey. I've actually had people, well, partly because Ron, what would happen is, and I've had a lot of people with this, one person would start doing their inner work, their, their body would change, their, their inner life would change, their emotion, everything changes, but their partner isn't changing. Now, again, this person's mm -hmm. holding more light, but they're, and it's affecting this person, but this, the, the, the person might not be comfortable with that light, okay? And so sometimes they can't handle it and they grow apart and realize there's no meeting ground anymore. There's no more, you know, where we're connecting at a level where mm -hmm. it feeds us. So that would be a good thing to, you know, to let go of. Then there, I have had people where, their partner wasn't, had no interest in whatsoever in waking up and growing. And mm -hmm. there was love. They just loved each other and accepted each other without making them wrong, without finding fault. Whereas before, the person I'm thinking about was always finding fault with her husband. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like making them wrong, finding fault, judging. Yeah. Him. And as she began to heal these deep wounded places, there was more, there was, she wasn't doing that. So even though he wasn't wanting to, do his own inner work, her, her feelings towards him, her experience of him was different because she didn't have the wounding that was causing her to, to find fault with him and make him wrong. So mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they have a great relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and she gets her fuel other places. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she has other, other people that she can communicate with these higher level teachings and awarenesses and consciousness. And she meets her husband and just loves him even more than she did before, which is really awesome. 
So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, all, I, we want our partner to come with us, but it doesn't always happen, you know? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of like um, you go to a really... You, you pick up a new song or, um, you know, a new book and you're like, you really got to read this. this is really, really awesome. You got to, you got to feel how good this is, you know? And then they're, they're not really as jazz yeah, about yeah. what you found and the, your new way of, of living. Um, mm-hmm. but isn't that a, a lesson in acceptance? Yes. I mean, it is. It's like, see, but partly what we're doing, I mean, if we clear out our wounding, truly, and I already know this from my own direct experience and also working with thousands of people, when we are free from certain woundings, there is no judgment. There is no finding fault. There is no good, bad, right, wrong. And attachment, I love mm-hmm. the whole thing. We begin, there's no, you let go of all your attachments and how, you know, how we want it to be or think it should, or even material things that all falls away and there there's just more understanding and compassion and to witness someone in in their own journey but not find fault or not make wrong mm-hmm. or even need to change them you know how many yes people, I mean, yes <laughs> that's a big one that's now, a big one you know, well that's huge everyone wants to change everybody but the more well, but, you but then you gotta change one, yourself once you change right. yourself you don't need to change anybody else well that's the big duh right no. that's big, ooh, that is a big duh like do you love do you love them enough to let them be, be. who they are yes yes that's exactly. a hard one for a lot of people too because they're, they're and i get it i know i totally i totally get that because like yeah. i i am i'm more metaphysical than mm-hmm. my husband and he is metaphysical mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um but most of the time i hardly ever talk about my metaphysical interviews my podcasts, right. my books whatever with with many of our yeah. um our associates and friends because it's a little bit you know not standard yeah. conversation to, to have at cocktail parties but if we do i i, I enjoy it and i love it <laughs> but most of the time my husband's like so what are you talking about today i said oh today i'm just talking about apportation and just different ways to apport with a of a guest member I'm like oh okay that sounds good. Yeah. And he'll go yeah. on and go back to you know, making his music or he'll, yeah. you know, he'll ask them what, what happened with the client. And, and I'll say, oh, they're working the same life lesson, uh, letting go of um, certain <laughs> certain hangups with the same people. And he's like, oh, OK, how many lifetimes? Five. Are they going to do it this time? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. That's it. That's the extent of the metaphysical conversation that I'll have with my husband. But because he just yeah. accepts it, he just goes up and he's like, okay, right. whatever. Right. Um, right. Because at the end of the day, it, our relationship is not based on these metaphysical things. Right. Our relationship is based on like we love each other, we support each mm-hmm. other, um, right. and you know, we may give some feedback. I just bought $5,000 in 450 year old Bibles. Okay, just to prove prove Bible supernatural Bible changes for a couple of my podcast episodes, and I read Latin as well, and so I um, I'll transcribe some of the um, the the old Bible passages in Latin mm. from 15, 1590 before oh. the King James version. That, that uh-huh. anyways, there's a whole backstory to how the how the different versions that led up to King James. So if you want to know what it really was, you read the Latin version, the earliest mm-hmm. ones. So um so anyways. You know, so I, I buy it, no problem. I'm a book collector. I like to collect editions. Um, it's a collector in me, but I collect metaphysical content. Okay, mm-hmm, it has to be mm-hmm. the, the metaphysical aspect to it. So, um, so for my husband, he's just, you know, when he's he's explaining this to his friends, 
he's just explaining it matter of fact because it's just a matter of fact in a relationship. They're going, mm-hmm. what did what did she do? Oh yeah, she spent five thousand dollars for a Bible from five hundred years ago in Latin. <laughs> and and why would she do this? Just to prove Mandela effects. Uh, okay. Yeah, just just prove that we we're, we're shifting between parallel realities and consciousness is rising uh-huh. and Earth is rising to a different frequency, and they're just going right. And yeah. and and he's just saying it's matter of fact, but it was just like, what the heck is going on <laughs> in your marriage? But that's just totally normal. That's totally normal. And uh-huh. um and and then he'll have his conversations about you know music and and just different projects that he's interested in in coming up with and that mm-hmm. he wants to do and i might chime in and say um you know when you're picking certain people look for these characteristics um these are these mm-hmm. are best to work with these uh-huh. look up for this person watch out for the stinger they have stinger <laughs> in their energy and yeah. it usually comes out and, and it'll be triggered this way because I, you know, I can, I can, I can sense the energy. So I'll, we'll uh-huh. give different perspectives. And he gives me a very practical perspective too um, that I don't think of because I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to crack open my 400 year old Latin Bible and like highlight it. And he's like, hands on deck, stop, stop, Ron. You did not highlight that thing. That's going to, grandkids are going to, I did, I did not highlight it because I, <laughs> because I'm thinking of the archaeologist. You right, know, right. I'm yeah. like Indiana Jones, where I'm like, I gotta crack this open because the, the 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 key to the next to the knowledge is underneath that, and he's the curator right. going, stop! What you're yeah. doing? You're gonna ruin the <laughs> artifact. So he right. gives me a lot of practical um, mm-hmm. advice, mm-hmm. and um, he he's like the curator that comes through my 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 content that is metaphysical, mm. and he. Even though he doesn't fully understand, he dusts the he he cleans the shadow boxes. He makes sure it's set perfectly so the kids can't get you know. He thinks the practical stuff. He uh-huh. he puts it on its side and not up because the paper will kind of like oh, you know, fall right. over time. Gravity. Right. I don't think about that kind of stuff, you oh. know. But he's yeah. he's very practical and he thinks about that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. and then for him. He doesn't think about the energy kind of stuff, but I think mm-hmm. about the energy kind of stuff. Like when when we are looking at investing in different real estate um, opportunities, I'm looking at it going, the energy here is completely wrong. There's a haunting over here. This house right here has this bad energy. This one has this bad energy because this couple's fighting. Oh, it's just you're just going to get a low value because there's a lot of bad energy all around this house. It's not going to sell for what you want. And we don't go into it and we look for a different mm-hmm. opportunity. So we mm-hmm. have different skill sets. But for what you're saying with couples, when a couple um, does the cleanup work and they're thinking at these newer, higher levels and seeing reality and creating their reality at these newer, higher levels, it's easy to want to change the other spouse to make him right. like them. Right. But if they can get beyond that desire to change mm-hmm. him and make him like them now, um, yeah. there's still a lot of positive, if you can work on accepting, yeah. there's still a lot that you can give each other at different levels so mm-hmm. um and they will change out of default anyways in their own with, way isn't yeah, that what happens love. too yeah yes yeah yeah you just love them for who they are and pretty soon things start changing yeah naturally yeah. what about diet do their diets also change 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. What can people expect to see a change in the diet? Yeah. Okay. So when we have discarnates that are overeaters, remember the discarnate thing is going to intensify the, the addiction to food or sugars or uh, different, different um, things that we put into our body. And what happens is as we get clearer and we're really more connecting into our own true light, mm-hmm. it's like an honoring. It's like it, it, organically and naturally, Vaughn, we just move in a direction where we eat more clean, where, you know, we're going to more organic or higher level vibration frequencies. Mm-hmm. We just naturally acclimate to. Uh, we start taking care of the body. It's our temple. We start mm-hmm. loving ourselves, which is part of the, the whole problem is people don't have that self-love, loving the self. And with these healings and clearings, we start connecting pretty soon. There is that self-love. And when you got self-love, you're, think about if you love someone, are you going to hurt them? Are you going to you know, drag them through the dirt? Are you going to feed them garbage? No, you don't. And you, you start t- taking care of and caring for ourselves in a much different way. And mm-hmm. all those thoughts, remember how people are, you know this, how people will have these berating thoughts and negative thoughts, punishing themselves, making themselves wrong or bad, or you know that kind of experience, mm-hmm. that goes away as well. You know, our, our mm-hmm. negative thinking, our, our wanting to hurt ourselves or punish ourselves, thoughts of not wanting to be here, it all starts to go away just naturally you don't have to yeah. do something it just starts to lift and it's gone yeah so there's that yeah that's reconnecting with our true self so um in terms of because since we're all energy and what we put ourselves and expose ourselves to we feed ourselves with so mm-hmm. obviously um when we do this this uh, self self cleanup work our energies are going to change our bodies are going to change for the better so you'll, you'll, you'll look more youthful. You'll look that's younger. Actually, that's true. I'm going to tell you right it's, now, it's true. So what can people expect in terms So they're going to clean up. They're, they're going to naturally want to have a much more clean environment, uh, declutter. Mm-hmm. They're going to naturally lighten up the types of food that they eat. So they're going to eat much more lighter foods instead of denser foods, um, maybe more smoothies, fruits and vegetables, you know, whatever the, mm-hmm. I'm not a chef, so I just like to eat. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, they're, they're going to kind of like detach from um, relationships Ooh, yeah. that just that just suck the life out of them. <laughs> those yeah, life suckers, uh, yeah. those cheese suckers, cheese suckers. I had a Qigong um, uh, instructor oh. called cheese suckers. These cheese suckers <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in like a very strong Chinese accent. Cheese suckers. So uh-huh. whether it's in your family, you might just kind of take the, keep, keep a distance or set up some boundaries yeah. if you can't, yep. you know, completely um, move away from these cheese suckers. Um, <laughs> so you know, you can clean up relationships. The, yeah. the the marriage ones and the loved ones that one's a little touchy so that, that one your team will yeah. probably need to work with uh with people on on the case-by-case basis right um yeah. whether they are able to elevate their relationship to a higher mm-hmm. level or mm-hmm. move on and attract somebody mm-hmm. of a higher level that's right. you know again right. maybe part of pre-life plan maybe right. they change your food they change their environment and then their body changes. So what yes. do people typically say they start noticing in their bodies? 
in the yeah like so the physical body uh, you know like if a lot of people if they're overweight they ju they just naturally start to you know there, there's a desire to do more active meaning mm -hmm. maybe they'll go for more hikes or more walks or maybe they'll join a gym and they love it rather than feeling like it's a, it's dreaded and mm -hmm. the body starts to change because they're just more light and love it doesn't mean that you're you know you're going to have to have, go get the perfect body it means that you're more accepting also of where you are the acceptance of the body allows it for for it to let go of holding on to energy frequencies that are contributing to mm -hmm. make causing the body to be where it's at so mm -hmm. the body starts to change um we do i'm telling you we do look at i'm looking at my own pictures okay i'm looking and i because I keep expanding, I keep opening, I keep growing. And I've watched myself actually look younger than I did even, you know, 10 years ago. It's like crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So our everything gets lighter, our, the skin tones start changing, brightness, because there's a brighter light coming from within. That brighter light starts to shine through. People look at us and say, wow, you're really bright, or, you know, you look really something. You got really that glow. You got that glow, the glow. Yeah, <laughs> the, glow. the glow. Yeah, you got the glow. Okay. Um, if, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just it just changes everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we now when people do this, I mean, this is a lot to uh, to sell you on basically inner work and 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 promoting heal self healing and <laughs> amplifying your spiritual um, evolution. Do people's preferences in the types of entertainment change as well? Like, yeah, they, yes, you know, do, they, yeah. do they watch yeah. like less gruesome news, negative news? Do they prefer yeah, more yeah. uplifting kind of entertainment? I mean, what changes for the yeah. media that they type that typically consume that they used to like? Right. What do, the media what and their and what they do. So I call them redliners. We have a lot of when there's a lot of um, trauma, people do extreme things. That means movies or activities or whatever. So as we start clearing out what's causing a person to, you know, to, to be out there so far, you know, risking their lives or challenging themselves in crazy ways, as the body relaxes, so does that part of them and they come back more land in. And then mm. a lot of people can't handle loud, you know, the, the big old, like some of the movies that are out there, the, you know, the big old giants, you know what I mean? Like it's activities and fightings and all of that mm -hmm. soon that doesn't it's no longer attractive it, it you know it's no longer yeah you're no longer feeling drawn to that kind of thing you're no longer feeling drawn to you know maybe go rock climbing where you're risking your life so to speak i mean that can be a really unpleasant people love that but i'm just looking at you know the things where people really hit that red line they take their energy they take they take themselves to the edge of something the intensity and that's why I call it the red line because they're pushing, they want to feel, they want to be alive, they want to experience something, but they're so disconnected. So they have to do these really intense experiences. It all changes. It just, it all changes. Pretty soon people, mm. you know, they want to have a life, they want to settle down, they want to, you know, have a family or, you know, they maybe they've already got a family. Now they may pay more attention. They're more loving to their own family. Now they're more present and with their children, with their, mm. their spouses. It's, it's like it, it's a game changer because yeah. when you got this wounding, you're, you're blocking, you know, you got heart blocks and you can't really let that love shine. 
Yeah, I love that. Do people move out sometimes? Do they get to a point where they're like, I, my environment completely needs to change too. I need to move <laughs> yeah. out into a much more yeah. pleasant neighborhood yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Do you get a lot everything. of that too? Oh, a lot yeah. of your, your clients go, I got to go by because I'm moving to a different blah, blah, blah. Do you get yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. They need a different environment, different neighborhood, whatever. But yes, everything changes. Your life changes in so many ways, yeah. but in a good way. In a really good, good way. way. Mm-hmm. Well, those are, those are a lot of really good things to sell somebody on. It's time to start cleaning up those yeah, dirty energy that we've been holding on for so long. So, yeah, because it's not going to go away just because we want it to. And it's not going to go away just because we die. Okay. It's going to stay with us until we face it. Bottom yeah. line. Well, what can people expect from you and your team and your workshops and courses? What can they expect to, if they want to dive into this stuff? What can they expect? Liberation from within, less mind chatter, less reactivity, feeling lighter, feeling open, feeling more heartfelt, feeling more love, having more joy, happiness, uh, more connection. You're wounding, you're not so traumatized, your, mm-hmm. your body doesn't hold all the, the horrors that you've lived and, and experienced. You find yourself less, you don't, you're not finding fault with others, you're not judging others, you're not having prejudices against others. It's, it's just coming back to that frequency of who we are, that pure, pure love and light. Mm. And, and I mean, I'm not going to say one set, you can't think that one session is going to clean everything up. That's not possible. And everything is a journey and you commit to that journey in your own self and you do things to help yourself take action but Mm -hmm. the biggest thing is face this face these wounds face this damage that's been held in the in the subconscious for eons and eons of time and lifetimes and now is the time the energy the light coming in is also helping us it's Mm -hmm. activating things for us it's also easier to lift things out bomb i swear clearing stuff as you know right Things yeah are moving so much faster and easier well the energy the energy is helping clear yes. the, the higher energies well yes. this is this is the lifetime that the, yes. this lifetime is the lifetime um that you know the earth is raising her frequency mm-hmm. to higher dimensions everything is coming up this is the lifetime to really let go of all those unresolved dense energies that are held yes. from xyz um experiences from yes. this lifetime mm-hmm. uh from previous lifetimes etc cetera, etc cetera. so but um you know I, I always ask everybody what is their last message and with you you know because you do this energy work in clearing up these dense issues that hold down people's frequency into lower keeping them in lower dimensions and and we know that we no longer have that ability in this lifetime because earth is raising her frequency. And so you have to either tune yourself mm-hmm. up to those frequencies or yeah. you're going to exit out. And maybe if you choose to reincarnate, it won't be on the new earth. It'll be on no. a different type of planet that has right. those, right. those dense issues and energies that you can work off of, but it won't be the new earth. Right. Um, right. So, you know, you come across in your work and your team's work, you come across uh, people who have unresolved issues from this lifetime, from past lifetimes, from multiple generations, from multiple in- incarnations in the past in different reincarnation cycles outside of mm-hmm. Earth as well, mm-hmm. that they may yes. have carried on from different star systems that they, you know, maybe some, mm-hmm. I don't know, asylum, war issues that they carried on, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but if they want to clean all that up in their whole consciousness through all time and space and really take the most out of this opportunity um, at this time to ascend their frequency with earth uh, into this higher fifth dimensional energies what is the last message to kind of get them off the couch and over the hump like make the first step you're not gonna mm -hmm. you're not gonna die with these energies you're gonna clean it up now <laughs> while you're still alive and still right. enjoy uh, the rest of your life pleasantly so what's your last yeah. message for those people to push them over <laughs> <laughs> well i just want to say this okay if you don't clean it up now it's not going away you'll bring it with you okay so you might as well face it and because of the frequent we have the frequencies that are happening are so much in our favor there is so much helpiness there is so much support in encouraging us to face what is here and again even if you do nothing more than keep keep coming into your own light and keep holding that light keep expanding that light letting yourself just just fall into the frequency of love and light things will move and shift so if you if you don't want to get off the couch you don't want to do anything you can even lay there and just like okay let me come on in let me find that light bathe in that light bask in that light something will happen because that frequency is only love and mm -hmm. light there's no nothing in there but that so if that's all you can do then do it but do it i love that that's a great message <laughs> that's really great hang out and you bask in your own love okay well miss bonnie Seratori, i just love to introduce people to many different ways to accelerate their consciousness from the third dimensional into the interstellar fifth dimensional consciousness so since we are all energy our consciousness is the energy body we travel the universe in and that is why self-work in Buddhism is one of the most important aspects of you, which you can harness for the universe. So as a result, the universe conspires to take direction from you on what next best experience to manifest for you. So for more information about Bonnie Seratori and her team's offerings, courses, books, um, and to learn how to do this for yourself, please visit their website, which is spiritualacceleration.com. It's also in the show notes. And thank you kindly for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. <laughs> <laughs>